0: welcome to episode number four of the Between Sermons podcast. Uh, My name is Brent. I'm joined today by the one and only Carlton McCarthy. Uh, We're going to be hanging out a little bit. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, We record these podcasts on Monday morning so they can be posted by Wednesday. Uh, And so yesterday was Easter Sunday, and uh, we, we had an amazing Easter. And I love being able to. So we did a Good Friday service where we focus on the cross. Uh, yesterday for Easter, we talked about the resurrection. Uh, but there's a day that we don't really, at least I haven't taken the time to really talk about, uh, and that is Saturday, right? So like from a from a Christian perspective, we've got. Good Friday, this moment where Jesus dies on the cross for us. We've got Sunday, this glorious moment of resurrection yeah. uh, that brings us life. And it's like, I mean, it's the greatest moment in human history. But for us, Friday is good because we know Sunday's coming. For his followers, for his mother, for the, the women that were at the at the cross that day, like Saturday is not a very good day.
1: And it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, in the sermon, you mentioned that it was a Sabbath and they couldn't work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they had nothing. all just day
1: there. to reflect and mourn over yeah. what just happened. Yeah. And I think that that's powerful. They didn't have any distractions with work or social life or anything right. else. Yeah. It was a really hard day.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, disciples, uh, eventually they do go like back to fishing. Like they, they find right, something to right. distract themselves, but they can't do that on Saturday. Right. Like literally all they can do Saturday is think about how wrong they were. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause for three and a half years, they're listening to a man tell them that he's God, uh, and that he's the, the Messiah. He's the savior. He's the one that's going to rescue them. They, they sell their businesses. They walk away from family. They go on this three year adventure. All for it to just blow up in their face, and they
1: may have thought that it was their fault, or they failed in some kind of way to maintain ministry right through that time, and yep. allowed him to die in three years of ministry. Yep.
0: So they're dealing with grief, they're they're dealing with loss, yeah. uh, they're also in complete fear because like they were following the guy that has just been executed by Absolutely. the Romans. Like at what point do the the Romans don't care? It's Sabbath. Right. Like you're sitting in your house on Saturday, just waiting for a Roman to burst through the door and say, all right, it's your turn.
1: Right. And they, they came up with some false charges on Jesus because they had to take the, uh, what the Jews said that he did and then transition that or interpret that into, you know, how did he break Roman law? Yeah. And if they could do that with Jesus, surely they could do that with the rest of the the disciples.
0: And so at, at, at that moment, his disciples are sitting in a, a room doors locked terrified mourning their the loss of their friend who they thought was god who they thought was going to rescue everyone and yeah. and transform the world and they're they're dealing with this what i guess we would describe as the absolute worst day of their life yeah like like even even on friday like there's a shock that's happening like leading up to this moment they're like okay but he's he's he is god so like he's just gonna he's gonna snap his finger and and he's gonna come off the cross and he's gonna this is this is the moment this is the moment this is the moment moment doesn't happen
1: they've seen it so many times when someone dies jesus waits yeah and then says oh they're just sleeping yeah (laughs) or he'll say come and watch this miracle yep and then he'll raise somebody from the dead and it didn't happen with
0: him i mean they 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 heard him tell the seas to calm yeah, like they're like, okay, at some point, this Jesus is absolutely just gonna, right he's going to say something, and it's all going to be good. And so the you know the whole premise of between sermons is we're taking a monologue from from Sunday and turning it into a dialogue on Wednesday. Um, and so the dialogue that I want to have today though is um, around this idea of what do you do on the worst day of your life, like. For for us, and I'll I'll preface this by by saying, for us, we will never have a day as dark as the day the disciples had, mm-hmm. because we know how the story ends. Right, absolutely. Like we we know Sunday's coming. Yeah. We know that there is always hope, but there's still there's moments that they suck. There mm-hmm. there's 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 moments. There's days. There's weeks. There's months. There's there's years even for some people that are just going through something that it's, it's true suffering and it, it doesn't make sense and it's not fair. And, and so even, even right now for, for anybody that's watching this and, and you're, you're going through that right now, like my heart goes out for, for you. My, my heart breaks for you. Like, uh, I've, I've sat and I've, I've cried with people that have gone through things that like, I, I can't even begin to comprehend right. or understand death of, of a child, uh, loss of a spouse. I mean, when, when, When uh, a woman dies in in childbirth, what's supposed to be this glorious moment, um, and then to sit with their husband as they weep, I just... I don't know that a podcast can, can really yeah, bring comfort to, to somebody that's going through that. Yeah. So if that's you, I just, I just want you to know that I love you and, and that, that I'm praying for you. And, and whatever you're going through, I just want you to know that there is hope and you're not going through it alone. And I, and I, I hope today that that what we're able to talk about can, can bring a little bit of, um, I don't know, peace and even expectation for the future, that, that there is always hope, even in the darkest situation, that, that God is with us. Uh, you know, Jesus prayer, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no evil for right. the Lord is with me. Uh, that is the hope that we have that, that we don't grieve like the rest of the world grieves because we know that, um, you know, there's, there's this famous saying of, you know, don't put a, a period where God puts a comma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is that even when there is a period, we know how the next chapter starts. Right. Like we, we know what comes next. Right. And so we'll never go through a situation as dark as what, the, the original followers of Jesus must have felt on that Saturday, but I think a lot of us get pretty close to it. Right. And so, right. so what do you what do you have to say? What do you what do, if if somebody were to come into the office today and just explain to you what's going on in their life? Yeah. How do you comfort them?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough, and and there's a number of ways you can look at this, um, and you have to find out and pray through what way to look at the darkest moments of your life is right for you, depending on the circumstances that you're going through. Uh, in service, you asked a question. You said, how many points did I say that I was going to do? And I yelled out, out four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> and, accountant in the church yeah. got the number wrong. That was,
0: that was a beautiful moment. We'll never let you live it down.
1: <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, I was so ready to answer that I didn't think or I didn't listen to the question. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And I think uh, for, for Mary and the women who went to the tomb, they were so ready to prepare the dead that they didn't think about the promise that Jesus had gave that he would yeah. you know, be resurrected in three days. And I think that's what we go through is that we are so focused on the moment of hurt. The, we're so focused on the, that, that darkest moment of our life that we forget some of the promises that God has given Man. us. We forget uh, even our own prophecies and our own personal lives of what he's going to do for us. Uh, we talked a little bit about david and uh, how he's crying out in the wilderness um, to god because god is silent during that time of his yeah. life and he's praying that you know god keeps him alive and doesn't allow him to die you know i wonder in those moments did david really forget that he was anointed as king yeah. as king of what as king of the wilderness <laughs> uh and so i i think that we we can't be you know the the, the darkest moment is present and mm-hmm. it's it's a tangible hurt sometimes Um, I imagine the disciples were probably questioning their faith during that time, waiting for something to happen. Uh, But we can't be so busy preparing for the dead or preparing for that dark moment or nursing that dark moment that we forget the promises that God has for us.
0: Yeah. No, that's I think that's brilliant. And 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 knowing that. That God has promised us a future and a hope, mm-hmm. and and like we said before, like even if, even if it isn't for this moment, we do know that there there's a heaven waiting for us. Absolutely. That e- even in the worst possible day here on earth, like man, it, it says that in heaven, wipes away every tear. He he comforts us. Like there's no more grief. There's no more sorrow. There's no more sickness. There's no more death. Uh, and and so having that as our hope for the future. Um, you know, the, the, the internship that I was in, we, we kind of got to this place where it was, uh, it was kind of a, a running joke that it was like, we can, we can handle anything for five minutes. Like it, it's, just, <laughs> right. it's only five minutes, but we would apply that to uh, a five hour period. Cause it was like, well, I can, okay. I can make it through this for five minutes. Right. And so you get to the end of those five minutes and you're like, okay, I can get through this for five minutes. And you get through another five minutes and you're like, OK, I can get through this for five and you're minutes.
1: You live in life five minutes at a time. five minutes right? at a time.
0: And you just and we, we applied to everything. It's like, well, you can do anything for a mile. Mm-hmm. And so we, we ran a marathon. It's like, because you can do anything for a mile. So if right. you can keep the pace for one mile, what's two?
1: Yeah. So you have 26 <laughs> endurance miles. Yeah, That's
0: all you're doing. You're, yeah. just, you're just running for a mile and you've run a mile before, right? no big deal, just run it again. Just do it 26 times just, in just, a row. Just do it again. <laughs> yeah. and, but I think that there's some wisdom in, in being able to encourage yourself in, in that moment of, of just saying, hey, as bad as this is, as rough as this is, um, I can survive it, I can, I can get through this, because I've got this hope waiting for me. I've got this promise from God. And and, right, and right. you're right, like so often because of the situation, it, it all we can see is the problem. All we can see is the the grief and the sadness. And I'm not saying that you can't grieve. I mean, it's it, sure. you should grieve. Yeah. I mean, I think more men need to become more comfortable in crying that yeah. that there is a sadness that that our body goes through and, and we need to be OK with that emotion. But I also think that we got to fix our focus. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really where we get into trouble is that on the worst day of our lives, some of us just want to camp out there. Uh, right. we, we pitch a tent and it's like, okay, well, I just, I live in this moment now. I live in this emotion now. Uh, I live in this grief. And it's like, no, I mean, like feel it, experience it, go through it. Yeah.
1: And but Jesus just, was our greatest example of that. When Lazarus died, he came yeah. in and he grieved with Mary. Yeah. Jesus he wept. wept. Yeah. yeah. The shortest verse of the Bible. Yeah. He wept with her and had a moment of grieving and yeah. mourning with her. But the example that he gave us is that he moved on from that moment to go to the next step of that process. Yeah. And that's, you know, to raise him from the dead, but it was important for him to be with her in that moment of grief. And for us, we can't shy away from the emotions that we have and the hurt that we experience. You know, God gave us emotions and there's a process, uh, a healthy process for us to go through those emotions. Yeah. Uh, so we can understand what then what are the next steps that God has for us and not to stay in those moments. Yeah. Um, I say there's there's many ways to to deal with the worst day of your life or or a dark moment in your life. And uh, you, you you pointed it out. One of those things is the hope of glory. You know, one of the promises that we can hold on to if we if we don't necessarily experience all the promises that God has for us, we will experience all the promises that God has for us in heaven. You know, some, sometimes, uh, we apply a happy ending to our lives here on earth and that's not always the case. We have to live eternally minded. We can't live earthly minded uh, because we'll find ourselves in a lot of trouble, um, in our faith when we believe that God is supposed to do something on earth in our life now. We have to remember that uh, we're going to eternity, and that's yeah. the ultimate hope that we have.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful um, thought to be able to to focus our attention not on the temporary but on the eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and you talked about you know we we've got to be able to grieve, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the Bible even tells us to 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 weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, absolutely um, celebrate with those who celebrate. Like we're we're supposed to go through all of this range of emotions, uh, but we're never supposed to live there. Uh, and, and as you pointed out, like our our hope it, it really is for this eternal glory uh, that if, if you're putting your hope in uh, okay so so God promises you healing, okay mm-hmm. well you may not experience that healing before your death and that's a sucky right. thing to mm-hmm. embrace like that, that honestly like I, I've, I've got friends who have, who have died to cancer and and we're praying for them mm-hmm. and we're believing for a miracle and we're sure. believing for their healing. And I'm I'm of the mindset that God absolutely 100% healed them of cancer. Mm. I just wish He had done it before they died, not after. Right, right, But the reality is, sometimes, sometimes there's a miracle on this side. Right. Sometimes the miracle is on the other side. Right. Uh, and as believers, that should actually give us hope. That should that should not be a depressing thing. That should be an encouraging thing. That no matter what happens in the next 50 years of my life, if I'm lucky to live that long. No matter what happens, the ups, the downs, the, the goods, the bads, right. the end is perfect. Right. Every time. Like there, there is no fail to right. the end being perfect.
1: Yeah. And so do we give up in the moment because the hope is eternity and we just die? We lay down and die.
0: Right. I'd say no. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, Paul mentions rejoicing in our suffering. Uh, he talks about before, you know, in, in, in the scripture, before you get to the hope, I'm losing the scripture. It's in Roman somewhere. But before you get to the hope, there is endurance and character yeah. through suffering. Yeah. And a lot of times we have to understand that God does allow some things to happen in our lives to help us build endurance and to build character, because there is also ministry that needs to happen here on Earth. We have to advance the kingdom yeah. on Earth. And there's some things that he's preparing us for through suffering. And it, it sounds kind of like, well, man, God, you're all powerful God. You can just allow things to happen or create a happy ending for yeah. all of us. Um, but part of the growing and endurance and growing in our character is the journey that we have with the Holy Spirit in those dark moments yeah. with the Holy Spirit with us. It trains us how to increase our faith through those moments. And that's when we really build a relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, we build a relationship with God in happy times. Um, but God really can speak to us and bring us closer to him when there's a dark moment in our life. Mm -hmm. And Paul really explains that when he talks about building our endurance and building our character. And that's through the journey that we have with the Holy Spirit in those dark moments of life.
0: And talk about a guy that understands the worst day of your life. Oh, absolutely. I think he pretty much lived the worst day of his life repeatedly. Uh, how many times has he shipwrecked? He's poisoned. He's yeah, stoned. He's imprisoned. Yep. He's he gets the same beating that Jesus receives yeah. multiple times. It's it's ridiculous what this man goes through, and yet he's the one that says, Con "It all is nothing compared to the, <laughs> right. the glory of Christ." Like absolutely, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to to be able to focus on that hope that we have, and, and really, so so the first thing that we got to do is we got to fix our focus. Right. Stop, stop dwelling on the temporary and look to the eternal, for yeah. one. Second thing that w- you've kind of gotten into, and we talked about it even uh, in the message this week, uh, that uh, Scripture says that the the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. Like, it, hey, stuff happens. It, and, and if you came into Christianity thinking that because you're becoming a Christian, now life is going to be beautiful and perfect— I'm sorry whoever taught you that it's yeah. it's wrong like it's, <laughs> right. it just just read the Bible uh it, it's very not accurate the difference between the believer and the unbeliever is that we have the Holy Spirit with us mm. and and the Holy Spirit's job in our lives is to provide comfort uh, right. it's, it's to be that he's to be that helper in our lives that's yeah. that's being that encouragement that's that's getting you through those roughest days of your life and and honestly, I would I would rather have a rough day with the Holy Spirit than have a great day all by myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like when the disciples were on the boat and the storm came, you know, before they got on the boat, Jesus gave them the end of the story. He said, you're going to get to the <laughs> yeah. other side. Yeah. But it's funny when the disciples woke them up, when the storm came and they're, you know, getting water out of the boat and they're panicking and they don't know what to do. And these are professional fishermen. Yeah. So when a, when when a bad storm comes, they know it's a bad storm yeah. and they're panicking and they go to wake up Jesus. And they say they say to him, you know, aren't you worried? We're going to drown. <laughs> and it's like- and I could imagine Jesus saying, well, who told you that? Like, where did you come up with that conclusion to yeah. your story? And that's one thing we can't do is we can't conclude ourselves. The, our, our story. Yeah, yeah. If We're in the yeah. will of God. We have to think about okay what has god said that he has for me and uh one thing we can't do at all is is bring to god our conclusion well god i guess you know this is just the end and nothing's going to happen and i'm going to die or this hardship is going to take over my life and this yep. is just my new conclusion yep.
0: There's a there's a comedian. Uh, sorry. It's rubbed, mm-hmm. but there's there's a comedian. I can't remember who said it, but uh, they said, don't tell me that worry doesn't work. The stuff I worry about never even happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, pretty I good. love that because it, like it, and it's the reality that's so, so often like like the disciples are in the boat and they're like, we're going to drown. And he's like, no, you're not. I told you we're going to the other right, side.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's a powerful <laughs> moment uh, for that story. Because then when you see the blessings of God, you're either in shock or you're, you know, praying to God to have mercy on you for all the bad things that you had said about the situation or about him. And it's like, man, if I would have just endured, built character and went through this journey with the Holy Spirit uh, inside of me, then I would have a better emotion about the thing that I'm going through. Things still hurt. You know hurt is tangible it's it's yeah. a it's an emotion that we have and uh you know a lot of people have a difficult time going through difficult moments in life uh but one thing that we we can't forget is that it's a journey that we we go through with the holy spirit yeah god may seem silent in certain moments in life but he's never not there he's always there for us and with us
0: yeah no i love it so we we fix our focus we lean on the holy spirit that's yeah. there to comfort us um Next thing I, I would love to point out, you, you mentioned David a second ago. There's there's a story of David that that I love. It's a story of of David and Ziklag, I think is the is mm-hmm. the city. So basically, he gets he goes off to battle, and some people sneak into his camp and take a bunch of stuff and and just terrorize the people that he leaves behind. He comes back from the battle, sees all of his stuff gone, uh, people killed. Like it's it's right. a horrible moment. His own men that went off to battle with him are like, we're going to kill David. Yeah. <laughs> it's David's fault. He's the one that dragged us off to battle. Uh, and in that moment, like it, there's this this super short verse that just says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that there's a lesson in there for all of us that that there is a moment where we need to. Yeah, we we fix our focus and we lean on the Holy Spirit. But there's also a moment where we, we just got to encourage ourselves in, in right, God Right. that. That I think that happens when we worship, and I think that happens when we pray. I think that happens when we take all of our frustrations, all of our pain, all of our worries, all of all of this junk, yeah. all of this stuff, and we just put it aside and say, look, I, we'll deal with that later. I'll, we'll, yeah. we'll focus on that another time. We'll, we'll, we'll find solutions another time, but right now, I just need to be as, as close to God as I can get.
1: Yeah, because our faith is not in the circumstances that we're in, our faith is in God. And I think with that story, so many of us look at the next statement that David makes, God, should I go after these men and kill them? Uh, And then, you know, we want the revenge. We want like, yeah, Yeah. God, okay, I'm going to go and, uh, you know, take this hardship and, uh, you know, throw it in the pit of hell where it belongs. Uh, But we forget that, you know, our faith isn't in the change of our circumstance, but our faith is in the presence of God. And in any moment in life, we should be there. And I think God kind of watches us and says, OK, if this thing is happening to Carlton, where is his faith? Kind of like Job, you mm-hmm. know, is he yeah. faithful to me in good and is he faithful to me in bad? And yeah. I think David encouraging himself in the Lord in the worst moment of, of his yeah. life, and the worst moment of all his men's lives. Yeah. Um, I think that's encouraging for us as yeah. well.
0: Is God only a good God when things are working out in my favor? Absolutely. And if that's your faith. That god is only a good god when things are working out in my favor then right. i'm sorry but you're not worshiping god you're worshiping yourself
1: right because we can't comprehend god's goodness yeah as it you know relates to our you know finite yeah. life here on earth yeah. god's goodness is more vast it's, it's greater than we can comprehend or think yep. including our own lives yep and we say you know god if you're good why is this thing happening to me yep. but it's not as if like, God, if you're good, God is good, and this thing is happening to me. Yep. So how do we reconcile the two together? Yeah. And I think that's when we have to really focus in on our faith is in a good God, yep. not in our good life. Yep. And or a good outcome. A good outcome, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, there, there's a verse that, that says that God all work, works all things together for, for our good. And, like, I, I have to remind myself of that regularly because there's a lot of times when I don't see the good. I don't understand the good, but the statement doesn't become false because I don't understand it. It doesn't right, become false right. just because I don't see it. In fact, what what I've experienced, so there's, there's been, uh, I would say probably three moments that were like the worst moments of my life. These these three distinct moments. And, and if I go back into them, one of them, um, it wasn't for several years that I saw the goodness that God mm-hmm. was doing in it. There was one that took a few months. There was one where it was, it was basically the morning, like the, the first half of the day was the worst day ever. The second half of the day, I saw miracle after miracle and, and God's goodness. So I, I didn't have to wait very long right, right. to see the goodness, but there was, there was also times when it took years, Yeah. but like today I could, I could look back on that moment. It was, it was completely disappointing. I, I, my life I thought was supposed to head in one direction Yeah. and with one conversation uh, that door was slammed shut in my face. And it was now everything that I had been hoping for, everything that I've been planning for, everything that I've been dreaming about, everything that I thought God was saying he was going to mm-hmm. do in my life. Like, like I was mad at God. I remember locking myself in a bathroom and just getting <laughs> angry at God because I was like, you're the one that promised me. You're, you're the one that told me. Yeah. That. You're the one that even put this in front of me. I didn't even care about this until mm-hmm. you said it. And now you're telling me no? Like, right. I, I was right. so angry at God. And i all of, like, looking at, back on it now, like if i had gone down that path i would have missed out on everything that god has done in my life since then yeah and so like now i can actually look back on that moment and almost like shake my head and be like oh brent just if i could go back to to brent in that bathroom and just tap on my shoulder and be like dude suck it up like why about trust god trust god trust god trust god and the
1: amount of time that goes by You know in hindsight it's like how come i just didn't hold on a little longer yeah 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 you know and we have a certain level of arrogance with our relationship with god uh uh, selfishness that it's like you know i think back at my life and i say you know how dare i respond to god that way if i would have just waited or held on to my faith a little longer he's going to reveal to me all the things that he has for me and then i'll be able to see why he took me through the process that he took me through yeah and and sometimes i get angry at myself and i say man carlson that was such a short amount of time and we also have to remember too you know when you read through the old testament a lot of the promises and prophecies were for another generation yeah and you're talking hundreds of years thousands of years before these things manifest and it's like okay the promises of god may not even be for me but in my line for my children children's children children's yep. children
0: that's even the problem with when an eternal god tells you something's gonna happen exactly. soon. exactly like, what is soon <laughs> in his mind because soon could be three generations later when you're looking at 500 generations three is i mean exactly that's, that's soon
1: yeah <laughs> it's like um my son spencer says well why did god get to the point where he decided to create creation or humanity you know it seems like such a long time before he decided to create it and i said well, what's a long time because he was always there so at any time that he would have created it we can look at it as a long time but it could have been a very short time
0: yeah
1: the perception of time for us is not smart i, I want to use yeah. other words but it's, it's stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to a god who lives in eternity yeah.
0: which is why it all comes back down to trust that look, right. I, I don't understand the situation. I I, I hate the situation. The situation seems unfair, um, and and I think that there's there's a reality, and there's some people that have lost a loved one, and they're like, there is no good in this. Like this right. is this is somebody that I loved, and and I wanted more time with them, and and being able to say even in that, I'm gonna trust God, that right. that He's working things out, and He's putting things together, and He's doing things, and. Even if I if even if I end up dying without reconciling the goodness in that situation, Mm -hmm. I can stand before God in heaven and he can comfort me. Yeah. Jesus wipe away those tears.
1: Jesus says that we uh, those that give up their lives for him will gain it. Yeah. What does that mean? Give up our life. You know is he talking about our physical life yeah probably but he's also talking about giving up our way of thinking yeah as it relates to his process of his will for us in our lives you know i have to give up my selfishness i have to to give up what i think is good or what i want in a moment Um, and when i'm able to do that and just completely trust in his will then i gain so much more
0: Yeah. yeah so I, I want to highlight one one other uh, aspect of all of this, and that is just the importance of community. Um, yeah. I think that too many of us are surrounded by people that can't really offer us any help. Uh, and and there's a lot of people out there that when you're having a bad day, you, you kind of you put on the sad song. Mm. Uh, you you go and talk to the friend that's going to eat the bucket of ice cream with yeah. you. They're exactly. like It's just going to yeah. it's just going to continue. This. Misery loves company. Yes, right? exactly. Uh, but the, the value in, in being around the right people, people that are going to be an encouragement to you. Like, if I'm having a bad day, you know who I want to hang out with? Uh, Harry Valentine on our staff. <laughs> Harry is just perpetually in a good mood. Yeah. Um, he can be having a horrible he's day. He's
1: optimistic about everything.
0: Everything. Everything. Yeah. So I want to, on the worst day of my life, I need to hang out with Harry. Yeah. Because uh, Harry is going to bring joy. Harry is going to get me to stop thinking about the, the pain or the problem. And he's gonna he's going to distract me in a way that's healthy. Uh, and that's good. And he's going to he's going to point towards God and all. Right, of right. And I think we all need somebody like Harry in our lives, Some somebody that we can go to when when life is awful and they're not just going to be like, yeah, life is awful.
1: Yeah. How much better would it have been for David if the men that he was with were encouraged with him? (laughs) Instead of saying we should kill you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Instead of saying we should kill you. Yeah, it would have been so much better for David. But I like that. You know, we have to find people in our lives who are going to encourage us. who are going to remind us of the promises that God has for us. Um, Who's going to tell us that there is hope in the circumstance that you're going through? Or who could just like Jesus with Mary, just be there and grieve with us, but then pick us up and yeah. and help us through the next part, the next steps of the process. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and at some point, I think in order to find that kind of person, you almost have to become that kind of person. Yeah. Um, because if if you can be that person for a friend when they're hurting, man, when when it's it's now it's your turn, yeah. like they they can encourage you. Uh, and I heard I heard somebody talking about one time like if 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 you go to a friend when you're hurting. And the friend is also hurting. The two of you together need to go to a third friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> just don't stop else. there. Just like right, keep right, going until right. so you find somebody that can encourage the both of you. Right. Um, but I think that there's there's a value in having uh, people in your life that you can talk to, uh, that that can encourage you that that are believers too, and that and this is part of why like it's so important for you to have Christian friends. Like, yeah, I, I get, yeah. you know, that you know, some of your friends are coming from non-Christian sources. You know, it's yeah. it, a guy at work you just connect with, or somebody you play video games with, or somebody in the neighborhood or whatever. Cool. That's, that's awesome. But you've got to work hard to develop Christian relationships as well, yeah. because when that worst moment of your life comes, you want to go to somebody that can actually point you to scripture. Yeah. Somebody that knows their Bible, somebody that has a prayer life themselves that, that is like, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to be adding you to my, my morning prayers. Yeah. Like. I think there's too many people on Facebook just saying, "Oh, my thoughts and prayers are with you," and man, man, <laughs> right. no thought, no prayer happened. Uh, but having those kind of Christian relationships where you can go to somebody and say, "Hey, th- this is what's going on in my life. This, yeah. is, this is the worst day. I-, I need. Can we grab some coffee? I just I need somebody to to talk me off the ledge."
1: Yeah, sometimes having diverse perspectives isn't necessarily good. Right. Sometimes we need Christ-like pr- perspective, yeah. and it's good to have Christian friends. You know. I get so excited about reflecting on the things that God has brought me through. Um, because in the end, I get a new revelation of who he is to me in my life. And I want to share that with someone who may be going through something yeah. that's like the thing that I've, that, that I've come out of. Yeah. And I can share with them in advance, like, hey, this is the revelation that I received of yeah. who God is in me through this moment. And you can really move somebody through their circumstances a lot quicker yeah. than you've gone through because you were able to share the conclusions that you got out of your relationship with God with that person. Yeah. And so, having a Christian perspective on these uh, topics are vitally important. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of hinders us when we have non-believers giving us their pers- perspective because yeah. there's a different influence there.
0: Yep, absolutely. So when 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 I talk about Going to a Christian friend. What what do you say to somebody that's like, "Well, I would love to go to my Christian friend. I don't have any." Oh wow! How, how do you develop? <laughs> how do you how do you make sure. friends uh, with with somebody that is a, a believer?
1: Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I think that's where the church comes in, um, and being a part of 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 the community, um, mm-hmm. and letting the community know that there is a place of refuge. There's a place yeah. of hope. Uh, that they have and then in that Christian Christian friendships can blossom yeah. from that but th- but that's a tough question uh what's yeah. the answer Pastor Brent
0: <laughs> I mean the, the the answer that I, I think that, the, that we demonstrate here here at our church is uh you need to be serving in a team mm-hmm. uh or you need to be part of a life group or both like get into that's why we offer like our our small group system at CLC is, is built around. Um, it's called free market and it's yep. like, you know, like it's not everything is a Bible study. You know, sometimes we're getting together just to go have dinner. Yeah. Uh, you know, like my, my life group is, is all for like parents with, with young kids and we eat dinner together and we play games and sometimes we remember to pray, um, uh, before the <laughs> end of it. Um, uh, but it's, it's a social group. Like it's, it's there, but, uh, our kids have become friends. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, we've become friends with the parents and now it's like when, even when we're not in the context of the small group, but we're, you know, out in, in, in town or, you know, one, one of the members in our group released a, an album, did like a album release party and like everybody from the life group showed up and we're, we're hanging out with his family members and people That's that aren't nice. part of the church. And yeah. like, it was just, it was, it was cool to see the support that was happening. And, and I think that happens when you're intentional and you say, okay, not only am I going to sign up for a group, I'm going to show up to the group. And, and I'm going to I'm going to put myself out there a little bit and, and I'm right. going to I'm going to start those conversations and and see who who I have things in common with. We, we discovered that two families in, in our life group live like a block away from each other and had no clue that they were basically oh, wow. neighbors until they showed up to the life group. Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, it was like a 15 minute drive here. And they're like, oh, it was 15 minutes from me, too. <laughs> Where are you coming from? <laughs> right. And it, literally they're a block away from each other. Uh, so get into a group. Uh, also, I, I think that serving is a great place uh, for that. Uh, a lot of my relationships and friendships have come from, from ministry opportunities, and whether that's, uh, you know, I, I work for a church, obviously, so there's some staff friendships that happen that way, but it's just serving in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, like some of my closest friends were, even today, were back in our youth ministry days, and it was like, we, we did ministry together, um, but it, it developed these relationships, these friendships that years later, none of us are in youth ministry anymore. Uh, but we're all still friends and we can, you know, hang out and text each other and call each other and be like, hey, you know, what's going on in, in your life? And some yeah. of us have moved to different places, but there's a relationship that is is connected because we had so much time serving together.
1: Yeah. Sometimes doing ministry with someone creates a bond because there are yeah. some difficulties in doing yeah. ministry, especially yeah. street ministry or yeah. out, out in the community. Uh, where that bond is formed yep. because you're both going through a difficulty yep. in ministry or just the the act of serving um, the fulfillment that you get from serving and it being shared with someone creates yep. a relationship that's that's yep. lifelong and a
0: lot of times we' i mean we're serving in a place where we have an interest which means yeah, the absolutely. other person serving yeah. it has an interest in it and and friendships are are quicker and easier when they're shared shared interests
1: yeah our mm-hmm. men's life group we uh we solved a lot of our uh dating our spouse issues issues in the life group itself uh we went to go shoot pool and it's like okay uh what are some of the problems that we're having at home yeah. well my wife says that i just sit on the couch you know all evening you know a hard day at work want to come home and just space out and just sit on the couch and it's like okay well where's the room for me to grow my, my relationship with my wife and so in sharing that with the group yeah. we've all had to we all were able to tackle a, at least a portion of our marital issues yeah. in that moment
0: it's beautiful it's brilliant yeah all right, so um, kind of wrapping this up, want to get some of your your final thoughts, but uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in first. Uh, there is a, uh, an old hymn uh, that anytime I, I talk with somebody about uh, worst days in their lives, uh, either I'll tell them about this story or it'll just be in the back of my head because I, I can't talk to somebody going through difficult without thinking about the story uh, behind the, the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was written by a, gay, a guy named Horatio Spafford and um horatio he was a chicago guy uh so he owned a bunch of real estate right here in chicago on the north side uh back in the 1800s chicago fire destroyed everything oh wow i mean he lost he, he lost his businesses he lost his investments he, he lost everything uh and so he decided to travel with his wife and four daughters uh, back to england uh, where they were going to do some ministry stuff with uh, dl moody yeah. uh, and so it was like okay, we've lost everything, but we're, we're, we're faithful. We know that God is at work in, in England right now. And so we're going to go and minister with, with Moody. who is also a Chicago guy. And, uh, so Horatio puts his wife and four daughters on this boat, but at the last minute he decides to wait two more weeks. Uh, there's another financial issue with one of his businesses and trying to recover it. Uh, and so he said, okay, you guys go ahead. I'll follow in two weeks. And, um, uh, about halfway through, somewhere in the Atlantic, um, the boat that his wife and four daughters were on uh, crashes with uh, another vessel uh, and sinks in about 12 minutes. It sinks to the bottom of the oh, ocean. Man. Uh, the wife is rescued uh, by a, a, a little a little boat, uh, but all four daughters—12-year-old, 9-year-old, uh, 5-year-old, and 2-year-old—I think—it's just devastating. All, all four of them drown. Horatio gets word from his wife that this happened. He gets on a boat to travel uh, to England, and the captain of the ship calls him into um, his room as they're passing the point of the previous oh, boat's wow. crash. Captain brings him in, and he says, I just want you to know that to, to the best of our knowledge, this is where your, your daughters would be. Um, and in that moment, he writes a letter to, to his uh, his wife, uh, and in the letter, he just talks about how it's it's Okay. Like, we're, we're trusting God in this. Yeah. So he gets to England, spends some time ministering with, with Moody, and he ends up, uh, a few months later, he writes this hymn uh, that, that basically talks about, uh, you know, when when uh, my sorrows uh, crash, like the, the waves of the... I mean, it, it's, the imagery of it mm-hmm. is water and grief and sorrow. Uh, he, he basically pens this line that says, um, uh, it is well with my soul like he's like even in this most horrific horrible situation the loss of his four daughters that he can look at god and say it's okay yeah like i'm my my faith is not shaken my love for you is not shaken um i won't i won't ever understand how my four girls could could be taken from me mm. in this way um but my faith and my hope and my trust is not in circumstances and situations it's not on this side of eternity my right, hope right. is built on the other side of eternity and the the hope that he had was just a few weeks before their trip they had a revival service at their church and all of his daughters uh, had given their lives to to Christ oh, wow. and so he had this assurance he he knew that yeah he would see them again and that's that's the hope that he had uh and so to to be able to i mean it's a beautiful hymn i think it was uh bethel uh kind of redid it here f- like i don't mm-hmm. know 10 years ago it's a beautiful song every time i hear it i can't help but just just weep it just yeah. it, it wrecks you and and i simultaneously i never want to be in a situation where my faith is tested in that way i've got 3 kids i can't imagine losing even one of them yeah. um but uh, if that were to happen, I think on my on the worst day of my life, I want to have the kind of faith that that could pen a hymn. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how to follow that. That's <laughs> uh, it's so powerful. You should have went last. <laughs>
0: Sorry, my, bad. my bad.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I think for me, just to conclude my thoughts on this is that, you know, uh, it's impossible to please God without faith. Yeah. And so any time that we go through something, my wife and I, we always pray. Thank you, God, for an opportunity to have faith in you, uh, to, to lean on you and to apply our faith in this circumstance that we're going through, um, because that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to please God with our life um, and by applying our faith to yeah. him. And so for me, anytime there's a struggle or a hardship or something that I'm going through, a, a bad day, a bad moment. You know, the first thing I do is I pray and say, God, thank you for allowing me to apply my faith to you. And I and I hope that my response in this moment pleases you. And the response is my faith in Him and not in the thing that I'm going through. Yep. And so I, I think that's that's where I am. And it's it's been very helpful in moving me along yeah. through certain things that, that happened in my life. Yeah. And um and I know that, you know, my faith will grow as i have that same response in the things that are going to happen to me in the future yeah. um cuz as a believer uh god didn't promise us a, a a great life he just promised us life in him yeah. and it has ups and downs and it's a roller coaster but yeah. as long as we stay on uh strapped down to our faith in him i, I yeah. think everything will be good and okay according to his will yep
0: yeah ultimately our hope is in our God, not in our circumstances. Right. And so the circumstances can suck and God can yeah. still be God. Right. Man. Well, for those of you that are, are in a situation, man, I, I don't know. I don't know the details uh, of your circumstances, but I, I do know that if you're experiencing the worst moment of your life right now, I, I just want you to know that there is hope. There is always hope. Uh, there's hope because we serve a God who is amazing, who is awesome, uh, and who brings all things together for our good. Uh, and even if you don't see the goodness in what you're going through right now, don't give up. Uh, don't quit on God. Uh, God is is right there by your side. Lean on Him. Let the Holy Spirit be the comforter in your life. Let Him be your helper, because uh, He can give you the strength um, to get you through this situation. Uh, but I also want to encourage you: talk to somebody. Uh, don't suffer alone. Um, don't go through whatever you're going through in isolation. Isolation is deadly. Uh, and It is not good for us. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not just about a husband and wife. That's about us as human beings. Uh, and so find community. Find somebody that you can lean on. Uh, and if you're hurting right now, let us know. We, we, we want to be able to pray for you, connect with you, uh, and help you find some healthy relationships that are going to get you through this thing. So this was a little bit of a different uh, kind of podcast. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think it was uh, important for us to talk about uh, in light of Easter and the resurrection and, and all of the greatness and excitement. Yeah. But also there's there's some real pain in yeah. the midst of all that stuff. So thank you for hanging out with us. Sweet. Thanks, Carlton. Cool.